2: Recorded live.
0: If you're hearing a sound of my voice right now, that's because you're either listening live or you've happened upon a pre-edit copy of the Scoob Obsessed netcast. Come back in a few hours and we will have an edited version all ready for you. Scoob Obsessed's weekly podcast, we talk about all things scuba diving, from cool new gear, places to dive, and scuba new news. Scoob Obsessed episode 231 is recorded live February 26, 2015.
3: Welcome back to Scoob Obsessed. I'm Darren Jolson, coming to you from Michigan, where we still have some white stuff. Back the Dive Mentor, how are you doing today, Mac? I'm doing very well, thank you. And I have about four foot of
2: that white stuff piled up right by my garage doors. If anybody wants any, it's free. It will not deliver, but it is free.
0: And we also have Jim Schultz joining us this week, all the way from the Windy City. How are you doing today, Jim?
1: I'm doing real well now that I made it here.
0: Excellent. So what, what's it like in Chicago? They they have a little snow over there as well?
1: Oh, it looks like there's a couple of fresh inches here, but it was whiteout conditions driving through Michigan City on my way over tonight.
0: Oh, wow. So a little, a little bit of blowing then going on.
1: Yeah, straight okay. down the lake.
0: And now you're you're on a hotel Wi-Fi internet connection. I am. That yeah, sounds pretty good.
1: Good. I don't even have my headset. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's unusual for it to be good. So it must be uh, no, nobody's in the hotel rooms watching porn yet. So we probably got we probably got a couple hours yet before it really gets bad.
2: Is this something you know from experience or what? I, I don't know what you what how that would
0: play in at all, other than I travel a lot. By myself, and never, well, let's let's just get back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go and daydream. And okay, well, let's go ahead and jump right on into the news. Uh, first one up is uh, somebody is saying that scuba diving is less dangerous than texting while driving, which is a good thing to know.
2: I would have always thought that was the case.
0: Well, and it really comes down to is whoever did this study, why would you think that you need to single out? I mean, like, you know, it's like, what, Russian roulette and scuba diving would be two things that you would think would be very dangerous. So, hey, texting is worse than that. Is it said 60% of drivers use cell phones while driving? An immense study that collected valuable information on road safety it was Virginia Tech Transportation Institute. The study collected, if you're going 65 miles an hour, that's equivalent to driving the length of a football field blindfolded. So it's referring to that as you look away from the road to look at your phone, uh, you're at risk. So they were trying to say certain things that it was more dangerous than, and it was more dangerous than scuba diving. But it, it, there shouldn't be a surprise, should it?
2: I wouldn't think so, but obviously the logic behind this is if we stop all the teens from driving, we'll be 100% successful in saving their lives.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, the one thing about uh, driving is I don't think it's uh, as big a deal as it was when we were younger. I mean, for me, it was a, it was huge. You know, I couldn't wait to get a driver's license. Uh, you know, my daughter, she, you know, because we're, we're country here. So you have to do some driving, but kids in town, they don't care. My daughter has quite a few friends who are 17 or older and don't have a license.
2: I think when we were coming up, though, everything hinged around your car because, one, you didn't have the Internet, you didn't have Facebook, MySpace. You wanted to talk to somebody, you called them on the phone, or you went out to soda shop or the football game or whatever and talk. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, my my son's more than happy. He'll he'll be with somebody in town and then he'll want to go home so he can get back on the computer so that they can talk. They prefer to not be in the same location. <laughs> it's it's there's bizarre.
2: some there's some studies on that now that's showing that Ten years from now, that's going to be a very interesting uh, psychological issue because they don't have that one-on-one interface that we grew up with. Yeah, Uh, I was trying to remember it was Aunt Landers or something today that had a a big article on it talking about the people are insulted that if you don't one respond immediately to a text. that if you don't get on Facebook regularly, you have no clue what people are doing, and if you miss going somewhere where everybody's at, it's it's all, it's like you're slapping them in the face because you weren't online to see that in time. And it's quite interesting.
0: Yeah, well, I I think that does happen, but I also have a disclaimer, and I get it out to my friends that you know text If I don't respond in an hour, you better send it again because I've got my phone set. I've got some software in the phone that it knows where I'm at and there's certain locations got it set to mute. There's nothing more embarrassing than being in a big meeting and then the phone starts playing whatever uh, when a call comes in. So what I've done is I've geofenced these locations and I've got it set up to where if I'm in that location, you turn it to mute. So if I'm in a meeting, and believe me, some of these meetings can go for hours. I'm not looking at my phone because everybody who pays me is in that meeting, so I'm not going to risk my job to go and check to see what's coming in. Uh, and it's some, and it might take me three or four hours to get to it. So I told my wife, like, uh, and then also when I'm driving, I've I used to be bad. I used to be, you know, I was a, a a crackberry addict when they first came out, and I would read emails and texts as they came in, and I no longer do that. It sits on the passenger side of the car, and uh, I I try I using that same software. I have it to where it should be loud, so I know I'll to pull over, but uh, the thing with a text is it's a short little note, and if you just don't hear it, I don't realize I've missed something, but if you call me, it rings and rings and rings and rings, and then I know that I have to stop and answer it.
2: I use that little one button that says on and off, and I I quite often have mine off. It's because I'm older, of course. I I haven't gotten into that habit that I have to have it on, and I'm just as glad that way.
0: Well, then there's other times where you you go, gosh, it's been quiet, because these phones, these smartphones, they have about a day and a half of charge. Say what? Well, how long do you get?
1: Uh, About six hours now.
0: Oh no, I, I get I get a full twenty four.
2: If you're not using it.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm at you know, work. I'm ten hours connected, so I'm not sitting there on my phone. My you know, my
1: I, phone dies in about six
0: hours now. Wow. Yeah. No, I get. Uh, we're we're not selling phones, but mine. I can always get a full twenty four hours. Uh, like Mac said, if I'm using it. Like, say I was, or I'm traveling, <laughs>
3: it's going, sh- and it might get eight <laughs> or but if I don't. Here. I do. Crops, you know, you
0: got to build the city. Ah. Uh, that takes up a little bit of horsepower. But I can get on my cell phone on average. I'm I'm usually twenty. Uh, it would be the problem is it's it's almost too good because I'll I it's such an inconvenience to to plug it in that I don't want to do it any more than I have to. So I don't have to do it every day, but sometimes the way the day shuffles, I might not get it plugged in right in time. So this morning is a perfect example. I'm at work and I'm like. Gee, I haven't heard anything for a while, so I touched the phone and it was dead. And it was dead to the point to where when you plug it in, it like reboots three times because it, it it just doesn't have enough juice even when it starts charging. I call that dead. That's dead. And then Facebook, I'm to the point now where maybe twice a day I pop in. And there have been times in the weekends where it might only be once in the weekend. Um, if I'm camping, I mean, I've gone a week without checking and where that starts to become a problem is birthdays. Cause that's the real power of Facebook is that you never forget anybody's birthday ever again. Wrong.
2: Wrong. is oh. right.
0: Why, why is that? You,
2: <clears throat> I don't have the correct date on mine. Oh, I well, just, but, have the, but, one because I want you to have to have one. So yeah, of but course you, you don't, don't have, to, you, but
0: you don't care. That's true. <laughs> that's, it's different. The people who care, they have the, they have the correct birthdays on there and they get, everybody goes and Facebooks and says, here you go, happy birthday. Oh. Yeah. So there, there's a little bit. I've, I've got people conditioned that, you know, the ones who, the ones who know me and you know, if they don't hear something in time, then they know to either send uh, the police out because I'm dead or uh, give me a call.
2: Yeah. lot though, on the phone. Number one item is called distraction. Yeah. I, I went to a FAA seminar last weekend, and they're finding the same issue in the cockpit. that You, you know, you use iPads now, and all of your charts and stuff are on your iPads. And they're finding out more people have got their head down in the cockpit than they are looking out the window. Meaning they're letting the plane fly on auto, which is, is what they do. But you need to have your head out of the cockpit once in a while. But distractions from that, or they're trying to use their iPhone, there's been a number of oops out there because people were doing something with their iPads, iPhones, or whatever.
0: See, I I think we're starting starting to learn, and this will eventually phase itself out. Because radios, I bet you the same thing happened when radios first started being in cars more often.
2: But you don't have an interface with your radio other than tuning it. Yeah, well, but any
0: time you have to take your eyes off the road, I think it's a distraction. Now, doing something more involved, like if you're playing a game or you were texting while driving, yes, that's going to be more of a distraction. But I think at some point we're going to learn what things you can do when you're driving and what you can't. And it will, it will start to, to average out. Uh, well, you
2: know, they, they say you, you shouldn't put on your makeup. Of course, I don't have a problem with that when you're driving. But if you're drinking coffee, to me, that's not the same as looking at a text because you can read while you're drinking, or not read, but look over your windscreen and look. Yeah. The same of eating that hamburger, no big deal, other than when you pick it up off the seat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got you know, you, you, you get the the knee driving skill where you can you know get the knee and then and you got the the hamburger in one hand and the drink in the other and. That's,
2: And we know we've all done that. <laughs> so I don't think you do that in downtown Chicago traffic.
0: No, no, that is not a Chicago traffic. That's a uh, uh, more of a rural thing. The thing you got to watch out for out here is a deer. You know, we've tagged yeah. quite a few of them. But yeah, any, any distracted. So it, it's it's good to know that I'm going to take as a positive that scuba diving is safe. So that, that's one thing that we are safer then. Now the next one is uh, Italian Navy recruitment campaign is getting a little bit of uh, negative press. They did a campaign and it's called uh, Be Cool and Join the Navy. And uh, from the you know, American's uh, perspective, you look at that and you go, that's hey, not too bad, except for that they did the slogan in English. If you look at the the... the the poster it shows a submarine and uh, four or five scuba divers on it, so uh, you know we we favor the scuba divers being in it. I think you can't go wrong with because uh, we know scuba divers are cool. But uh, considering that you're you didn't use the native tongue of, of your own country, that that may be uh, get a few people upset.
2: I didn't realize what they were talking about until I looked at the one announcement where you got uh, five or six. Uh, Air Force, yeah, the Hawks in the back, hawkers, and it's like, duh. And then I'm looking at the little logo in the bottom, and that's Italian. I can see where they may have got a little tight.
0: Yeah. Now, one thing is, why would they have done this? I mean, other than saying it was an <laughs> it was an American, uh, you know, ad agency who put it together. I don't know if it is or not, but somebody had to had to say, yeah, that's fine. Is English one of those languages that everybody in Italy speaks English?
1: Well, I was wondering if they were targeting, you know, English speakers there.
0: Well, that's what I was wondering, if they were having migrants. You know, they've got, uh, you know, Italy is one of those countries that's had a lot of people come from other countries who might not speak Italian, and they're recruiting them. Yeah, I, uh, that, that's kind of what my
2: thought was. Well, part of it in here talked about... Uh... What is it, Rome came on the fire earlier in February for changing its logo to R-O-Me and you in an attempt to appeal to millions of tourists who visit the city every year? See,
0: I, I, I can completely understand that one. And you can, because the tourism, they're not targeting Italians. They're targeting everybody else. And when you come there, it just reinforces that ad campaign that you probably saw in an English-speaking uh, title somewhere.
2: Or you see it, you read it. It's in English. I understand it, and I say, "Man, that's a good-looking gal who's the yeah. mechanic on that engine." You know, and you realize that's a good-looking Italian girl.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Japan has had that going on for years, where they do a lot of their ad campaigns in English. With with, with a, it's just what they do. It was kind of a stylish thing. But in Italy, they they don't seem to like it, and I can understand that. I'd be a little upset. Let's, I mean, just pick about any other language other than English for our military, and I I'm not a big fan of it.
2: No, I've seen them in Spanish.
0: <clears throat> yeah, yeah,
2: I'm a fan of that either.
0: No, well, could you imagine? I mean, he, he, how how about uh, battle readiness? If you can't speak English, do you want them? How do you communicate? How do you, you Do you do everything hand signals? I would think that would be a requirement. I mean, I want to say that's one of our competitive advantages in the United States. It was a long time ago
3: we said, no, there's one language. And in the U.K., they have fishermen and scuba divers joined to clean up a harbor. Oh, I said U.K. I'm sorry, it's Australia. And this web page has crashed. Are you guys still there? Yes, I've got the little part where it talked about fishermen and scuba
2: divers don't always see the eye to eye. One likes to observe the fish and the others like to catch them. And then the, the article talked about the two groups are coming together with a series of cleanup events to preserve the marine ecosystem, starting with Clean cleanup Australia Day and on this coming Sunday, matter of fact. They were talking about the Recreational Fishing Alliance of NSW and the divers from the Underwater Research Group will meet at Chowder Bay this weekend to
3: clean up the area together for the bridge building exercises. So they're not literally building a bridge. You're saying that these are exercises in
2: cooperation. Well, get the divers together, right? So one, they'll say, hey, that's a dive flag. Maybe I shouldn't run over the guy.
3: That'd be nice. We're talking. The two had more in common than initially thought. It used to fish when you
2: throw the sinker and line in the water. If it snagged, at the end of it. But as a diver, you see the consequences. The tangling line and the rest. This is about sharing that knowledge. And they're going to have uh, cleanups in Manly through eco divers with the little Manly precinct cleaning up the shoreline.
3: And since we. It's not lost. No. No, that line just doesn't go away. It
0: doesn't dissolve.
2: And we have often, you know, fish on the other end of that hook tangled in a, you know, mess around the foot or something, and that's a fish they didn't get but still died.
0: Yep. Nobody got it.
3: Except it is food for the turtles. We'll skip the next article because as I yeah and I, I think it's all that interesting and we'll jump. Yeah, they had some nice pictures in that in that one that we
0: didn't cover. And we'll put in the show notes get around to it. I'm probably only about ninety episodes behind in show notes. But these seven and they but failed badly. And they have some things like uh daylight movie projectors. Uh, electrified water for curing headaches, uh, a reading machine that you printed books very tiny and it would enlarge them. And they said, look at the advantages. You use less paper and uh, it's much cheaper to ship. Uh, There there was a self-recording piano. uh, But from a dive perspective, they had the submarine tube. Fish will play out before the human eyes. It was invented by Charles Williamson in 1910. It was once thought to be the future of underwater photography. The idea was simple. put a sphere underwater, connected to the surface using a large waterproof tube. He originally wanted to use the dice to find treasures and pearls underwater. Later, the device was touted as a way from the sea, the ocean like never before. The submarine tube footage appeared in 20,000 leagues under the sea, sketch artists use it to make amazing new drawings of undersea life, and one submarine tuber caught an epic picture of a diver right before he killed a shark.
2: That's a cool overlay for that one. I like that. With the technology you have today or some of the equipment, mm-hmm. you can make a telescoping device like that for sightseeing. That might be interesting. I do. I, the submarine.
0: Yeah. They said as great as the submarine tube was, it didn't end up being the future of exploration, uh, waterproof cameras in the 40s made it more practical to send a scuba diver down, as Jacques Cousteau demonstrated. Well, yeah, a little interesting thing there. I'd never heard of it. Had you?
3: I had seen something like that, but not this particular one. This is pretty good. Yeah. It's it, it, it it's it's kind of the. If you look at
0: systems there's about a million ways of doing anything and this is just one of the ways it's kind of like if you have a underwater rov now i would say be the modern day version it's really not different you're right. tethered to the surface and you
3: have a you have a way of viewing what's going on i like number six too what was what was six let's take a look there Ranked spokes for car? Oh, yeah.
0: I've actually seen, I've seen some, uh, some. Uh, I want to say carriages used to do this. Being a little flexible like that. So what Max is what referring to is that the, imagine a bicycle tire with spokes except the spokes are kind of squiggly so they act as springs.
2: Yeah, if you made them out of
3: spring steel. Yeah. Number seven is the way they're doing items now the helo motor. Seven, let's see here. The helo motor. Yeah, steam and electricity dude. Uh, the heat ray? where they add the mirrors so they could
2: focus oh, yeah. it up and light the ships on fire. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got a lot of these now that are in these arrays. They focus the beam on the collator, boils the water, yeah. and makes power. And you get one hell of a heat. You know, oh, yeah. Up yeah.
0: On that. yeah. I think some of the hottest uh, spots in the universe are actually some of those collector's I want to say some of, uh, of the Middle East, there's a couple of the solar plants that were doing that. Uh, also, some incinerators have, have actually gone to that. Where yeah, I think I'll, I think they use, like, a sodium solution for yeah. the heat transfer.
2: Yeah, Enrico Fermi, number one, used to use sodium, liquid sodium as a coolant. Yeah. wasn't too bad, but you sure don't want to put any water in that. And when you have leaks, uh, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah. And uh, somebody is claiming that they had the first ever underwater ice. Which is, this is in Serbia. But Wearing gear and hovering upside down under the ice below the frozen surface. They were practicing the extreme sport. Uh, members of the diving club held Serbia's first ever. Well, maybe it's Serbia's first. Underwater ice hockey matches. Wearing full scuba gear. I would hope you'd be wearing full scuba gear. Ah, <laughs> uh, Yeah.
2: Now, could you do this in a rebreather? I don't know why you couldn't.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, that'd be a question. It's still
2: going to be equal with your chest. Yeah. But, you know, to do that, you've got to have real good buoyancy control, and you've got to be really good on have you Have you been on it? Well, you haven't been on the ice that much under it. It's not that easy to go upside down and put your foot on the ice and no. then do what they're doing.
0: No, the last ice dive. That was one of the things when I came up to the surface. I was I was thinking about, but for me, I just don't like being upside down.
2: But you know, when you're upside down in water, you should not be able to tell it, right?
0: Yeah, other than all your stomach contents come up to your throat and <laughs> burping and.
2: Well, you know that's not exactly true.
0: How's it not but true?
2: That. <laughs> But anyway, you can see the control they would have is amazing. And remember the, the pictures uh, last year from the guys from Norway that put on this act like they're digging holes? Oh, yeah. The and uh, that was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And that's what this is. That's, that's a lot of um, artistic... Mm-hmm. Voice yeah. That's a good control. That's got to be fun. It, it makes her some they got some nice visibility. Yeah, they had some good photos there. Uh, yeah, because when you flip that thing upside down, like the next shot, you can't tell well, that's what he is. It looks like he is standing on the surface.
3: Mhm.
2: That's when it really makes a difference. Uh you know, you might want a little air in your boots on that case. Might you might you you might want that, huh?
0: Yeah, I think I think that might be where you you leave the ankle weights off.
2: Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see that with more than two guys down there
3: doing that, though. Is only two? Well, there had to have been at least three. Somebody was filming. True. And then kind of back on our scuba diving dangerous, they have the ten most dangerous scuba dives in
0: the world. This one's from the Active Times magazine, and they're listing them all when it scrolls through. Um, let's see, we have the Shaft, Sinkhole, and Mount uh, Game Deer, the German U-boat off the coast of New Jersey, uh, Cocos yeah. Island, Costa Rica. What's that, Jim?
1: It comes well in Texas.
2: Did they say why the uh, U-boat was dangerous?
0: Well, isn't it the one from uh, Shadow Diver?
2: Yeah, yeah. But, but if you don't go with it. Yeah, well... I, I think I, they're probably basing it on
1: locations where there have been multiple deaths.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I think it's just they're taking the easy way, which is just to just to say the ones.
3: Cenote Escolo, Tulum, Mexico. Uh, the S- Simean Siam
0: hole. Devil's Cave System, Ginny Springs.
3: Yeah,
1: I mean that's a very safe place to do a dive, unless you exceed your training and go into the cave system itself.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: uh, that's, other than that, it's beautiful, clear water with you know plenty of room and. Well, I'm and just that's, glad they didn't put Gilboa Quarry on there.
0: Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing with this is. None of this is dangerous unless you're exceeding your diving and yeah. your training, you know, knowing when to go in, when not to go in.
2: Well, that's like the blue hole, you know, it's 400 feet deep.
0: That would mean, like Michigan's 600 feet deep, 800 feet deep.
2: No, like Michigan's got a hole out there over 990.
0: Yeah. So but why not- is that more dangerous than the blue hole?
2: Uh, well I bet you, a Nickel, that more people are diving this for the fun <laughs> than going out in the middle of Lake Michigan. Oh come on.
0: <laughs> well the the thing with the blue holes just the fact that you can you clear water and then you can see it you know, as you're going down. You go you go over the edge of the lip into the hole.
3: Well you saw the picture Bob put out. They were on a reef, he's down hundred feet looking up. Did you see that picture?
0: Yeah, that was a nice picture that Bob had. Yeah. Now, how how long is he staying in Hawaii?
2: I don't know. I know he went to the doctor, or I think it was yesterday, for an ear infection.
0: Oh, while he's down there?
2: Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: Well, that makes bad. Well, yeah. Nothing like paying the doctor while you're on vacation.
2: Yeah. Hey, well, more than that is, you can't dive,
3: since that's what he goes for. Yeah. Well, this next one, uh, so so that does it for
0: scuba news. And this next one is actually in the category of photos of the week. And I did not realize
3: that Taylor Swift was a scuba diver. At least that I would admit to
0: but there seems to be a controversy about whether she has a belly button or not.
2: Well, she's no angel. So
3: (laughs) So she, she
0: says, uh, I don't like showing my belly button is in one quote. When you start showing your belly button, then you're really committed to the midriff thing. I only partially commit to midriff thing. Partially. It's like, it's like a bikini with a high waistband. How's that not? Oh, well. And she says well, if I'm good. Go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: And she says if I was going to get a massive tattoo, it's going to be right next to my belly button because no one's ever going to see that. Well, what, what changed things is uh, is last month uh, she was out on vacation in Hawaii with her sisters, with the, uh, with the sisters of the band Haim, because I have no idea who they are. Is that saying how old I am? Am I admitting I'm, I'm out of touch with modern? And uh, they noticed a boat shadowing them, and they realized that they, uh, when they had their security look at them with binoculars that they had one of those super long telephoto lenses. So in order to spoil the market value of any photo that they would have captured, They posed, and she posted the picture of them all in bikinis.
2: You see the first picture when she's uh, singing? Yeah. Did you look to the right to look at Richard Branson's picture?
0: Richard Branson.
2: Type
1: surfing photo with a model.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> Richard Branson tells us the story behind his famous kite surfing photo. So, what was the story behind that?
2: Did you see the picture? No. I was mean, I can it,
0: kind of. It's like a little. With naked
2: models. <laughs> I should give you a clue.
0: Well, the thing is, if you're Richard Branson and you can, then why not?
2: <laughs> That's true.
1: I'm, I'm just sorry to find out that Taylor Swift is an any. I was hoping she would be an Audi and we
3: could play snaps. Uh, yeah, she was saying that because she kept
0: her navel under wraps for so long, she knew it would be a high price for whichever photographer, photographer could uh,
3: first prove its existence. He says we're taking uh, better bikini shots so they don't make as much money on theirs. So, yeah, go ahead. Go for it. And then video of the week. Zuba Diver diving with an airplane. I I have to admit,
0: I haven't seen this one yet.
3: I can't. I, I kicked it up, but I don't see anything. Let's see here if I can pull this up. Click on it. There's a link. It probably says full story. Oh, I see. Yeah. Whoa. The scuba diver with an airplane. I don't have that one. I'd like to see what they were talking about. No, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I thought this link would have had that. Okay. It's got to be in Google. Let's, let's see what Google comes back with for us. Was that scuba diving in an airplane?
0: It said scuba diving with an airplane. So what I'm imagining is that somebody was doing something with a like a, a model airplane, from what I was getting from the.
2: I thought they might have been putting one in another quarry someplace.
0: Mm. Yeah, we'll have to find out. So if anybody knows, send us a link. But that's a that's a little disappointing. Thought we had something. Well, here's some potentially cool scuba gear. Tony Cast... Castro unveils the new Global Explorer. So Jim, I think we've got your next boat here. See how long is this? Uh, it's it's called a super yacht, so I'm guessing that means it's over a couple hundred feet.
3: Well, I know a captain that can handle it. Keep it in the family. Yeah, they don't give any specs. I guess if you... Oh, here it goes. The private Global Explorer vessel, this 68-meter yacht, And it has all the required things. And to me, I just look at that and say that'd be great to scuba dive off of.
1: Among other things.
3: Yeah. See, Mac, there's a chopper for you. You could fly off the deck
2: or off the handle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Capable
0: of carrying a helicopter and a climate-controlled garage. The helicopter's got a garage. Wow. That is nice. Uh, Let's see, two uh, twin limbo tenors, a car, a submarine, a jet ski, paddle boats, and inflatable water toys. (laughs) Nice.
2: Did you take a look at the other pictures down at the bottom where you can look at various
3: configurations of this? And I'm just yeah, kind of going through. I
0: like the one that's got the deck out the side. Wouldn't that be nice for diving?
3: Oh yeah, just
0: kind of step off the deck.
2: Oh, on that helicopter, what that does is that half shell extends out to cover. Ah. Uh, chopper.
0: So the chopper, you land it, you don't have to move it. This like a soft top.
2: Yep, that's what it looks like for one. So day that's what
0: the- they mean, climate controlled. Yeah. It keeps the salt water off it.
2: Yeah, just fold up the rotors,
3: put it away.
0: Wow. Uh, if I had the money, certainly. In a second.
2: That's a lot of money, though.
0: Well, you have to have the type of money that
3: you don't even concern about, be concerned yeah, about yeah. it. So Talk there's about you. 50 people on the planet who could buy that. Yeah. And then in Samsung, this is one of those toys I, I want to play with, is bringing scuba diving through virtual reality. If you've got the Galaxy Note 4, oh, crap, link didn't work. Oh, here I see what I did. you got to paste the whole link in. Oh, I hate it when it does this. It's like it,
0: it when you mistype it, it puts it in another box, and you're chasing it around. These computers—they're never going to last. It's a fad. They bring virtual sea diving Australian deserts, I guess if you're an Australian desert, desert, and that's where you're using it. But what they've done is you—you they have this harness. Uh, Facebook bought. Oculus Rift. Oculus Rift has licensed the VR technology to Samsung, so Samsung has made what they're calling their Gear VR where it tracks your head and it displays onto your net, your Galaxy Note. It's not really displaying on it. It's it's being displayed by... but full 3D. And when I saw the initial announcement for this, they make a camera and I want to put that camera on an ROV. I think that would be absolutely amazing, and I'm guessing by these
3: these images that somebody's beat me to it. But what you could do is if you if you had that
0: ROV and it went through a shipwreck, you as a viewer with the headset on would be able to turn 360 all the way around as and follow its trail. So it'd be great for documentation. You know, a lot of times we go down and you only have a few minutes on the bottom. But with this, you could relive the experience and see it from different angles many times.
3: We should have said what that outlaying for that
2: outfit is.
0: Well, for the uh, the VR, I don't think they've got a price yet, but it's it's only going to be, I'm going to say only, it's going to be a few hundred
3: dollars. They say yeah? Let's get in the Samsung VR gear. One ninety nine. Really? Yeah. And what that does is that's the. It's the
0: the goggles. And you have to slide your phone into it because your phone has a screen. So you've got another. I mean, that's if you if you aren't getting it subsidized, it's probably a six to eight hundred dollar phone. But many of us, you know, would get it
3: just about free as a on uh, a contract. Is is that, is this the link, who sent the link?
2: Yeah, if you go to that one, that's a sample of uh, some of the aircraft pictures we're talking about. So, then you click on all the ones at the bottom and you see a whole litany of different aircraft. I tried to send you the original link, but it was so freaking long, looked like a half a book. Yeah. But uh, this is representative of it. Other than the other link, if you had gone there, it has lots of different aircraft in different locations. It was actually quite nice.
0: I, I love looking at planes underwater.
2: Oh, I do too. I just want to find five or six.
0: Yeah. This this is the year, I'm telling you. This year
3: we're finding planes. least two. When can we get out in the water?
2: Uh, well, I'm
3: hoping to get another dive in this month.
2: But it uh, looks like we're going to have to wait until... March and have a good ice shave in March. Yeah, yeah,
0: I think we'll still have some ice. I'm surprised. I thought we were going to end up with a mild year this year, and uh, it's stayed cold. And back on the East Coast, they had some record colds this week. Washington DC had uh, they set a record from that hadn't been broken since the 1800s. Wow! For uh, the for the coldest day. Just in time for global warming. Yeah. (laughs) What I love is the global warming people who are trying to convince me that it's because of global warming
3: we're having the record colds.
0: Okay, well, that does it for Scuba the News. And I take it from your comment that nobody's gotten in the water.
2: Not well other than Bob.
0: Bob, yeah, Hawaii will do that, especially if you're a diver,
2: and I did send you the other link to that uh, the other aircraft for you can look at it later, or for whoever else wants to look at, it. okay, I mean, they got pictures of cars down there. you really do want to look at that link though that's if you like airplanes, you will like that link uh, I, I, I love nice web
3: subs- to do. Yeah, that's worth going to.
0: Yeah, I'll take a look at that. Looks like that'll be a me. good link. And we have somebody in the chat room from Stevensville, which for those who don't know, Stevensville is just around the corner.
2: He's a member of the Mud Club, as a matter of fact. Oh, is he? Yes. I won't mention his name, though. going to Steven-
0: be nice uh, protect the guilty? <laughs> Club. Is it somebody I know? Have I met him?
3: You probably have. Probably have. So, welcome. I'd like to thank everybody who is in the chat room tonight. We had a little bit of a
0: hiccup in the beginning. I've upgraded my computer and it's working much better than I thought it would be with uh, doing the maintenance, but for some reason, the Talk Shoe Full client isn't going, so it's Hard to see who's in there, but we've had quite a few people in today. We've had Dave and Surfer George, and there are a few others fully uh, dropped. So thank you for coming in. You can listen to us. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We love those five-star reviews. We've also had a few people have been leaving their pins on our fan map. Go to scubaobsessed.com, go along one of the top menus, and I think it's the About and Scoob Obsessed Fans and you will see a map, and you can place the pin, and you can see where everybody is. A couple of them have even left comments that if you're in my neck of the woods, we'll go diving. So take a look out there and see who's there. We'd love to have everybody from – I want one for each country and each state.
2: That, that would be nice to get. Wouldn't it be? Yeah. And by the way, hi, John. So, John this is his first name, by the way.
0: John, okay. So it's getting there. And then uh, let's see. Let me. We got to give we gotta give Reno a plug. So there's other ways to listen to us. You can listen to us on Stitcher.com. Uh, type in Scuba, or you can search for Scuba Obsessed. Either way, we'll get to us. Uh, we're on the WRVO radio network. If you like uh, listening to us, you can. And you like other outdoor programs? Uh, Reno Viola has uh, his radio network. It's is 24/7 by 365. You can hear us multiple times each week. Simply go to the wrvo-radio.com or renoviolaoutdoors.com websites, and you can see the schedule when we are playing. And they've mixed it up a little bit. It used to be we just were being played on Fridays, and now we're uh, through several times. And if you're a night owl, there's even a few, at two or three in the morning. So
3: make sure you look for us and catch us there. Uh, Jim, you got anything to plug? Not tonight.
1: Just uh, spending the weekend at Our World Underwater. so
2: That's a good plug.
0: Yep. Our World Underwater is going on this weekend, so if you're in the Chicago area, stop in. When, when does the show start? Is there anything on Friday for people to see, or is it pretty much a Saturday?
2: No, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
1: Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There are events Friday. There is a uh, movie program Friday night, or film festival, I believe they're calling it, and then Saturday night, booths are open all day, actually booths are open Friday evening, there's a number of seminars going on this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday,
3: so that's why I came over to take advantage of a few of the seminars. So, there's still time if you're in the area, anywhere in the Midwest, head on over to Our World
0: Underwater then. When's the next one after that? We should be having, is uh, it Ford Seahorses
2: next? Yes, Ford Seahorses is uh, March the 7th. Don't forget, all you got to do is look that up. Uh, actually, it's, uh, uh, what's the official title, Jim?
1: Shipwreck Festival.
2: Thank you.
0: The
1: shipwreck
0: festival. Right, I think they're calling it the Great Lakes Shipwreck Festival. Right. Yep. Yeah, and then Dave in the chat room is is making us plug uh, Scuba Fest.
2: That's March twenty second.
0: March twenty second.
2: Actually, the twenty first and twenty second.
0: Now, uh, so Great Lakes Shipwreck Festival is, I think, is what he's saying for uh, what we would have called the Ford Sea Horses. Correct. And then after that, where would we be off to? Is that Are we at the MSRA one yet?
2: No, we've still got ghost ships. I don't remember. Ghost ships is pretty close to being done, but I can't remember
0: when. Yeah, ghost ships is almost April, isn't it? Like end of, end of March?
2: I've got it in the club one. I just don't have it <laughs> on my calendar.
0: And so the club website is mudclub.scubaobsessed.com. And uh, we have a calendar over there of all these events, so you can take a peek and see what's going on.
2: And I know we've had some response to the uh, mud club on Facebook. So we have some people from the Sunset Coast uh, going to be there. We are plan on being there at noon for a couple hours. We're going to do to the displays, and then we're going to go out to lunch. Uh, anybody want to see mud clubbers or talk to us or whatever? Look for the guys wearing the funny jacket. It's got mud all over
0: it. it it's, and that says mud, and it's not like brown mud.
2: Well, you could not have that, too, mud. if you slip in the snow or something.
0: You could. Uh, you have the way in.
1: Make sure you guys text me when you get over here so I can see if I can break out of one of those seminars and then catch up with you.
2: Now, we, we're going to meet there at the um, Sophia's Pancake House in Michigan City. We'll be there at 8.45. We have 45 minutes to eat. Then from there, we'll be going to Cabela's. <laughs> Sir Larry is going to be looking at and purchasing a GPS slash underwater detector slash fish finder slash whatever. His Loran, he's finally quitting with his Loran. <laughs> and then from Get that- a
1: hummingbird. Say what? Get him in a hummingbird side scan.
2: Well, Laurent is pretty nice too, especially the down part. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, then we, we should be there in Chicago by noon, and we'll be there for two, three hours maybe. I just want to. I think I'm going to be too late to get the mermaids again this year. But Jim, if you're there, make sure you get a shot with the mermaids.
1: I will look for them. That's for sure.
2: I've so, listened for a couple of years now.
0: Yeah, you have, Mackie. Uh, You need to get an updated photo.
2: Right. I mean, heck, if I have to, I'll bring that one back out.
0: Now, other than the mermaids, what is the must-see thing that will be going on at Our World Underwater?
2: Well, some of the seminars is what you look at. Um, If you like dive travel, there's a whole bazillion items for that. Then they have what you call dive with a pro. They have a lot for weird stuff, like underwater photography. Uh, the new Pony Pack Redundant Umbilical System. If you haven't seen it, that's worth a look at. Uh, why a Recreational Rebreather. Diving Safety. What does age have to do with it? That's the kind of topics that are in Dive with a Pro on, on Saturday. Now, Dive the World is just what it says. The Philippines, the Maldives, Tiger Beach, lots of places if you're interested in that. Then they have what they call the Wonders of the Sea. That's where you got your sharks and lionfish. And lake surgeon from the Great Lakes.
0: Surgeons in the lake?
2: Yeah. The ones that most of the guys I know are in are going to be at shipwrecks and underwater archaeology.
3: And that's that's
2: where our best diving around, you'll have uh, the U-869, the story of that one. Uh, The Morrell by Dave Trotter, the Bradley. And then the other nice ones I always like is dive medicine. Uh, Dan's safety instructor training update post-dive fatigue, that kind of stuff. Those are the classes that give you some, what do I do if? And then Sunday, they have different ones, and a couple of them will be the same, but you'll have your travel, your dive with a pro, and just like Jim said, it's, those are the ones to go to.
0: Now, they also have some fundraising, I believe, that they do there. I Don't think they normally have like a silent auction?
2: Yeah, They do have a silent auction, and if you look at the items, I think The last time I looked, I had about 130 or so.
0: Yeah, and that varies from dive dive gear to art to trips.
2: To bottles of VFOG, air cards. Yeah. DVDs, some regulators, uh, dive manual, Solaris BC, Mary's BC, uh, Tech Trimex Diver Instructor Guide, Side mount, oh, you name
3: it it's there. It's worth looking at,
1: so that's and lots and lots and lots of dive travel boots,
0: yes, yeah, so if you are wanting to know about the locations where you can go diving, there is a good selection there. uh, I think Florida usually has something. I think Aruba's had something Mexico.
3: Um Every, so,
2: even but, even Vietnam.
0: Yeah, there's there's a few new ones each year.
1: Bring some cash with you this year because the shops, any of the shops that are participating will be able to sell gear right there on the floor this year.
2: And usually with a discount. Uh yes. Yeah, it's it's
0: been a good place if your local shop doesn't have something to go and, and look. Uh I know that the, it's mostly been just supplies in the past. So this year they're actually selling uh, full gear. Then,
2: well, yeah. last year they had cameras too, uh, different ones than the GoPros, but similar. Uh, pretty decent prices.
0: Yep, and then dive lights. I think that's where uh, Kirk you and can, Bob got their sons in the bottle. Yeah, you can there. really,
1: you can definitely find some dive lights, or you have been able to in the past.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a few uh, camera, underwater camera outfits that are there, and they have a lot of models available.
2: Yeah. Dive Right, you always see the catalogs, but they're there. You have to get, to get to put your hands on stuff. And they usually have a big pegboard up there with weird stuff you like to have, but you normally don't see anyplace else. Mm-hmm. Like angle fittings, things like that for both tech and advanced diving.
0: Yeah, some some of the stuff were, and then plus they're you they get the experts there, so if you need to ask a question, uh, they usually have somebody who knows what they're talking about, and they're going to be able to explain to you why they built something particular way and how you'd use it.
2: And if you have your Dan card, when you go in for the exhibits, you get five bucks off.
1: Five bucks per day, or ten for the weekend.
0: Nice.
2: So uh, a day exhibits fifteen bucks. If you did the exhibits in the film festival on Friday, that's twenty-five. Uh Saturday and Sunday, exhibits and seminar is fifty five. If you just do the seminars and exhibits, that's forty.
0: Excellent.
3: Not a bad price though. You get some quality stuff out there. Nope, nope, you got quite a bit that you can see. Well, we, we knocked it out. This week, moving along pretty quick. It looks like we're going
0: to be a little bit less than an hour by the time this is all edited down.
2: Well, we didn't get into any philosophic discussions tonight.
0: No, we didn't. We didn't have any and the limited number of squirrels. Yes. And we didn't get any diving in. And I really can't say we've got anything planned.
2: We There's sure a lot of stuff going on you're probably not aware of. We'll get into that some other time, but well, you do know the big uh, thing going up at, up up towards Grand Rapids, right?
0: No, I have no idea what you're talking about
2: no oh. uh, the shipwrecks they were videoing and uh sight scanning through the ice no. no
0: no,, I hadn't heard about that what's the is that public knowledge yet?
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I got some nice pictures i I sort of borrowed some of their pictures from the ship they took. The resolution that's supposed to be of the ship with that piece of uh, <clears throat> nice equipment they had is uh I, I thought it was like three or four inch resolution or even better now, than that.
0: Now are they using ground penetrating radar? Is that what they're doing? No no,
2: they put a hole through the ice, they lower it down on top of the wreck and took a picture of the damn thing And then they did a mosaic. Well, it's
0: like yeah, okay.
2: I, I did that piece of equipment.
0: Yeah. So was it was it an R O V they were using or No,
2: no. They were just they just put it down, found out where it was, and kept moving the, another hole until they were right over it Then dropped it right on top of it. And uh, you you can tell it, the decking is gone. The hull is there. It, it's, it's very nice. The ROV they put down uh, was having some difficulties with it.
0: Now, is this a, a shipwreck where they knew where it was?
2: Yes, yes. It, it's one of those items you've always heard. It's a pristine, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. But uh, i got pictures of it just before it sank, and with the boiler was already taken off. The top decking was already taken off. Uh, so pristine is in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. Yeah. But it's still a freaking shipwreck and 55, 45 foot of water. So go for it. Visibility up there is historically bad. Uh, but uh, I will be spending some time up there this summer.
0: Yeah, No. so they cut a hole in the ice, and they dropped the camera down. Yes. So you said how deep was it?
2: It's uh, 45 feet to the right. Well, why wouldn't you just
0: cut the hole and go in?
2: I wasn't going to go into that. There was a hell of a crowd. <laughs> uh, they were working off a grant. I keep telling you, you want to do it, you got to put the uh. grant money in. And uh, the equipment was donated by a obvious uh, company that does salvage so when you when you've got some backing and the uh, grand valley state university is Uh doing a good bit of it so they had a mess of people out there it was a very freaking cold day that was last week for last yeah Yeah, now
0: in that particular case when you say that uh, it allowed non-divers to participate Yes. And be able to do something and they got to play around with the gear, so it was education. I can I can go for the education angle on it, but I'm just thinking if check forty five feet. cut the triangle, we're going in.
2: Yeah. The temptation would have been there.
0: In fact, uh there's there's we've probably got a spot where it marks it right now.
2: Actually <laughs> <laughs> I made sure I got some locations for it. That's why I said I'm gonna be back up there this summer.
0: Nice. Now, is it in a river or is it in a lake?
2: It's in a lake. Ah. Not, I believe it's Reed Lake. Okay.
0: If it's in a lake, that makes a little bit more sense. So an early spring would be good to go in there before the weeds start taking over.
2: Well, like I said, the visibility is historically sucky there.
0: Now, what what were the – you said you saw some shots. What kind of is were they getting?
2: Oh, Hang on a second. Well, with the sonar, it's it's
0: not – Oh, yeah, sonar, okay. you do, it doesn't matter. But right. if they're do, with... doing a drop camera, they were you were hoping they'd have something. Right,
2: good. and their pictures were not good. That's what with the ROV, they were having difficulties oh. with that.
0: Well, then you also said they're doing a mosaic, which you really don't need to have super good visibility if you're going to do a mosaic because you can stitch together resolution at the best spot. So even with 5 or 10 feet vis, uh, with a drop camera and the right focal length, you can get some pretty nice stitched together photos
2: oh well, okay i'm I'm really looking at the picture of the ship, and uh, actually, I have got resolution on my hummingbird with the toe behind as good as I've got here hmm. well okay now the, the the interesting part is the boats they have here are the same vintage and type that were on Pawpaw Paw lake. So when you see some of the older ones at Paul Paul Lake photos, it's like, wow, there's another one that looks just like it. Because you're talking double deckers, full two hundred and some odd like people on a two hundred and eighty-five acre lake.
0: Yeah. I mean, isn't that amazing?
2: Well, uh, I've got some parts or some areas marked out that I think will be fantastic grubbing areas. Ooh. Yes, yeah, so I got the Mario photos of what it was in the day. Uh-huh. And that's where I want to go.
0: Yeah, that's that's gold research right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when you get when you get and what Mac's referring to is when you get a you can see where you know all these lakes had dance halls and pavilions.
2: Yep.
0: Right there in the water you had hotels and where people would gather, have a good time and maybe consume some uh beverages, uh you're bound to find stuff in the water.
2: Well, Jim, you know where we've been playing up in Kalamazoo, right? Yeah. This place had everything that did and more.
1: When are we going?
2: As soon as the ice breaks and I can get there, so I can dive without somebody having to zip my wet my dry suit up.
0: Now you said this is Papa. Say what? This is Papa oh. you're talking about?
2: No, 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 no. This is this is Reed Lake up in Grand Rapids. Oh. Oh. I'm saying the the ships and stuff this was an amusement park back in the same vintage as the place we've been diving in Kalamazoo.
0: Oh. hmm. You would have to think that there was somebody up there diving it, but maybe not.
2: Well, lousy visibility and muck. What does that tell you?
1: Uh, Sounds like perfect mud diving. You've yeah, exactly. got to be
2: muddy or you've got to be a little nuts or both.
1: both well, odds. most muddies are pretty nuts, but a little nuts.
2: I don't know, we we got some guys in Radio Land are a little nuts too. I yeah. Well, well, you, you
1: know, you, I think that's probably why they listen to us because yeah. they you know they're mud clovers at heart. Yeah,
0: and yeah. I and I I think when you say pretty nuts that's gonna go uh, right along with a bad scuba joke.
1: Oh mm, is it that
2: time?
0: I'd say it's getting to be that time.
2: Okay, um send your bated breath and all that.
0: Okay. So here we go.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask you to turn your head because that faded breath (laughs) is pretty bad.
2: Hey, sardines, I like sardines.
0: Oh, God, they're good. Two farmers, Joe and Bob, lived as neighbors, but they didn't like each other much. In 1989, there was a period of negative 30 degrees Celsius cold, and Bob and Joe had nothing to do because of it. So they bet a bottle of vodka that they could sit out in the window ledge the longest with bare ass. After two hours, Bob's wife came home and asked Bob, what are you doing? Bob explained, and she said, come on in. You're only going to freeze your ass off. Bob refused because he wanted to win the bet. Then his wife had an idea. She says, let's change places. When Joe isn't looking, she says uh, she went and, let's see, uh, Bob's wife put on the same kind of pullover, a cap, and traded places with Bob. Half an hour later, Joe's wife came home and asked, what are you doing? Joe told her. She said, Well, I'm determined to win this battle. Certainly not. But he told her and said, I'm determined to win this battle. Now there's something I must have not copied. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it's tragic. It's tragic.
0: That, that is. I I I let me see. I think I've got the next couple lines here. Uh
1: I sure hope you edit
0: this out and start over. Oh no, of course again. not. <laughs> this is exactly we leave it in, just like this. Oh. Uh,
2: what was your favorite beverage Did you have
0: beverage? Here, let me let me have a drink. Okay, I'm going to pull this up. <laughs> I sure hope I remember to edit this out. That'd be embarrassing.
2: Okay, we'll erase all that and you can start over. When you find all of it together.
0: See, I, I typed it because the. This this one is from we Rod. Because Rod sent us.
3: Spare the rod and spoil the child. <laughs> oh God. Oh, let's see here. Are we still on? Yeah, we're still on. A lot of dead space, over that.
0: Yeah, I'm just trying to get back to the problem with Facebook. It's like it lets you see everything once,
3: and then you're done. So then you've got to try and figure out where you can get it back again. Is it on my page? Okay, yeah, here they are. Okay, so here, here, here it goes. All okay. recording has stopped. Yeah. Two farmers, Joe and Bob, lived as
0: neighbors, but didn't like each other much. In 1898, in a period of negative 30 degrees centigrade, cold, Bob, and Joe had nothing to do because of it. So they bet a bottle of vodka who could sit out in the window ledge the longest with a bare ass. After two hours, Bob's wife came home and asked, Bob, what are you doing? Bob explained, and she said, come on in. You'll only freeze your ass off. Bob refused, as he wanted to win the bet. Then his wife got an idea. Let's change places when Joe's looking the other way. Bob's wife put on the same kind of pullover cap and traded places with Bob. Half an hour later, Joe's wife came home and asked him, what are you doing? Joe told her and said, I'm determined to win this battle and win the bottle. You are crazy. Come on in. Certainly not. I'm already on the winning side. Bob lost his balls half an hour ago.
3: <laughs> oh, Like a bunch of mud divers to me. Yeah. Mm. So, on that note, go out there and get wet and stay safe.
1: And don't freeze your balls off.
2: plus.